Welcome to Crazy Good Talks with Deirdre Van Nest. In this podcast, we help growth-oriented financial advisors, leaders, sales professionals, and experts stand out and own the room every time they speak. Deirdre will empower you to grab and keep the attention of any audience, live or virtual, make emotional connections with your listeners, and inspire them to take action. Join us on this journey where Deirdre will empower you to become a more confident presenter and knock it out of the park when you speak. It's Crazy Good Talks time. I'm Patrice Sikora, and I'm so glad to be here sharing this wonderful moment with you. Patrice, stop! What, Deirdre? I'm just welcoming your listeners. No, no, you're not. You're actually losing my listeners. Wait a minute, losing them? Well, as the founder of Crazy Good Talks, Deirdre Van Nest, you know what you're <laughs> talking about, including how to inspire an audience and hook people right away. But what could be better than just introducing myself and saying hello? Well, let me tell you, Patrice, would you agree that people today are bombarded with messages and information? Oh, yes. Oh, most definitely. Right? And so that means one of the biggest challenges you have as a presenter is cutting through the noise. Whether you're presenting in person or virtually, knowing how to grab your audience's attention from the first words out of your mouth is essential. For that reason, I'm devoting today's episode to teach you, Patrice, <laughs> I know you know actually, but to teach my listeners exactly how to do that. In order to get into this, let's take a step back. Yeah. So Patrice, I want you to think about the presentations you've gone to over the years. How did most, if not maybe all, of the presenters open those presentations? Well, just about the same way I opened this podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. My name is such and such. And oh, um, there are a couple of announcements I may have for you before I even start. Right. Those are called the unpleasant pleasantries. Hmm. And they're unpleasant because nobody cares about them. They are a complete time filler and time waster. I, I know that might sound surprising. Now, when you're getting on the phone with someone one-to-one, -one, meeting with someone to one-to-one, -one, those are not unpleasant. Those are actually very pleasant. You do want to warm up the relationship. But when you're doing a presentation, they are a complete waste of time. And here's why. How long do you think you have to grab someone's attention. So how long do you think you have before someone decides I'm going to tune you in or I'm going to tune you out? Well, from what you're saying, I guess it would be the first sentence, the first two sentences at the most. Yeah, you've got about five to 30 seconds. And 30 seconds to me is a very generous person, mm -hmm. right? And you know, when you get back in person, if you can't say anything more engaging than what they can find on their phone, your talk is toast. But in the virtual world, they can't even, you can't even see them. They can't even see you. You could lose them right away because they can do 50 other things. Now, here's the, here's the good news though. If you grab people in the beginning, if you grab people right away, they will likely stay with you for your entire presentation. But if you lose them, I promise you, you will work doubly hard to get them back. Is there any hope to get them back? It's tough. I mean, think about it. Think about a presentation you've gone to where someone immediately lost you. Didn't they have to work pretty darn hard to get you back? That's even if I was listening. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. 
So you don't want to be that presenter. And fortunately, from this day forward, you, meaning my, my, my podcast listeners, don't have to be that type of presenters because there's a really simple solution to this. But first, I want you to make a strong commitment to yourself and your future audiences that you'll never again engage in the unpleasant pleasantries. And in order to help you make that commitment, I want to, I want to do a little role play with Patrice that will etch this concept, hopefully into the fiber of your being. Patrice. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Let's pretend you and I are great friends and we're meeting for coffee. And I say to you, you know, Patrice, I've been telling you about that, that piece of land in California that I'm going to inherit someday. Well, it just came through. I just, I just got that inheritance. It's a piece of property on the Pacific coast of California, raw land. And I've been thinking about what I want to do with that land. And I've decided I want to build a garbage dump there. Huh? Yeah. What do you think of that idea? I think it's stupid. <laughs> I think it's stupid. <laughs> but well, I'm glad we're such good friends that you're honest with me. It is stupid, right? Why is that stupid? Well, you're my best friend, so I can say that, but it's stupid because you've got this wonderful piece of property on the California coast. Yes. You're going to turn it into a garbage dump? Yes. Yes. Okay. So here's the deal. Can, would, can we agree that any real estate is, is an asset in most cases, right? Mm -hmm. There's very few situations where a piece of real estate wouldn't be an, considered an asset. Mm -hmm. Pacific Coast of California real estate is prime real estate, correct? Yes. Okay. So how does this relate to a presentation and opening your presentation? So when you're a presenter, your presentations are not just a group of words and ideas strung together. When you strategically create presentations for a specific purpose, whether it's to bring in clients, whether it's to influence people to do a certain thing, right? Mm -hmm. You are creating an asset, and that's how you have to start looking at your presentations as assets. And let me give you an example. So one of my clients, Mike, happens to be a financial advisor. And about, let's see, we're in 2021 now, right? So about nine years ago, he came to me and said, Deirdre, I've been delivering this one presentation. It's a college planning presentation for, for years. I'm not really getting a return. I, I don't really, you know, the point of him doing this was to go out and, and get his name out there and bring in clients. And he said, I'm really not getting clients. Maybe I get a, a couple a year. I'm trying to decide if I want to stop delivering this presentation because it does take time and energy, or is there something we can do to, to create this presentation so it does what I want it to do? We decided let's create this presentation so it actually does something for him. And that's what we, we went and did that. And then about a year and a half ago, I get an email from him and he says, Deirdre, I was calculating how much income I have generated and I have earned in the years that I've been delivering this presentation. Do you know what he said, Patrice? I have no idea. It was north of $2 million. That's not too shabby. No. So one presentation brought in over $2 million worth of client business. And that's revenue. That's not like the amount of business. Or that's how much he earned off of this. That's a lot of client business. So do you think he thinks that that's an asset? Uh, definitely. Def yeah. Right? I've had leaders learn how to structure presentations 
who get promoted because of their speaking skills. That's an asset. I work with speakers, trained, you know, keynoters and trainers like myself who earn four and five figures speaking. Those are assets. So if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to start thinking of your marketing messages, your presentations as assets. Now, what does this have to do with your opening? If your presentation is an asset like a piece of real estate, the opening is prime real estate. The opening is the California coast. And so just like you would never build a garbage dump on a piece of Pacific Coast property, please never build a garbage dump on the asset, on the prime real estate that is your presentation by opening with the unpleasant pleasantries. How can you do that? How can you make sure you're not creating that garbage dump? Yes. And I want to make sure, do you, do you think I have my listeners convinced? Are you convinced? I'm convinced. Go All for right. it. So I'm hoping our listeners are convinced, right? All right. So what you do instead, Patrice, is you do what I call open with a bang. You open with a bang. What that means is as soon as you take the stage, whether it's a virtual stage or a live stage, you open in a way that gets people's attention. Now, there are multiple ways to do this. I'm not going to go into every way of doing this, but I am going to share, and you are going to learn my favorite way of doing this. And it's my favorite because it's so simple. It doesn't matter if you have never uh, delivered a presentation before and you're about to do a presentation tomorrow, you can master this. And if you're a highly skilled international keynoter, you can do this and it will be super effective for you as well. What it is is you open by immediately asking your listeners or your audience a question. Is there a specific type of question? Yes. Ideally, your question has three characteristics. The first is your question has something to do with your content. Okay. So it's related to your content in some way. Mm -hmm. The second characteristic is that it's what I call you focused. That means you use the word you. Okay. And then finally, you ask a question that ideally gets your audience nodding their heads yes in agreement with you. Oh, so they're buying into whatever it is you're beginning to say. Exactly. The, 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 the earlier you can get people buying in and agreeing with you, the more likely they are. Right. to do that throughout the entire presentation. Now, Patrice, can you guess why, or maybe take a stab at why I'm saying the question has to have the word you in it? Well, you're trying to get your shits, you focused, you're trying to get the audience to sit up and say, she's talking to me. Exactly. Exactly. People other than their own name, people love hearing the word you. And there's actually studies that show the brain has a very hard time ignoring a you focused question. Oh. So why wouldn't we use brain science on our side? Right. Right. If you notice today on today's podcast, I opened my segment with a question. I said, would you agree that people today are bombarded with messages and information? So if you'll notice that was a, that was a question, right? Yes. That was related to this topic. It got people definitely nodding their heads. Yes. In agreement. I did. I was yep. in my head. And I said, would you agree? So now you're thinking about yourself and your opinion. Yes. And you have to think about answering your question. You are asking the question. I am responding to you because you spoke to me. 
Exactly. Yes. And that's what you want. And that's what you want, that you want this kind of, that's one of the ways you can have a two-way dialogue with your audience without ever even talking to your audience. Excellent. Now, I'm sure you've got an example of how this has worked for someone. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, it it runs the gamut from um, clients who have gotten new business simply because in fact, this is, this is a cool, this is a cool example. So this was a couple of years ago, I was critiquing two presenters and what they wanted to happen was they wanted to set appointments at the end of their presentation. I critiqued their presentation on a Wednesday. After the presentation, we sat down, we went through the list of things they needed to do to make the presentation crazy good. There were a lot of things on the list, Patrice. So they only had time and we agreed. We didn't want to like overwhelm them. They were doing the same exact presentation the next day to a very similar audience. So we decided they were only going to change one thing and it was the way they opened. Instead of opening with the unpleasant pleasantries, they opened with a bang. And do you know what? they doubled the number of appointments they set <laughs> on the second day. Wow. And that was the only thing they did different. What a boost to their confidence, I'm sure. A boost to their confidence and a boost to their bottom line. I've had many, many clients, a client David comes to mind, a client Ross come to mind, who tried this strategy. And afterwards, these are people who had been speaking for years, sent me emails saying, oh my gosh, you could have heard him. In Ross's case, he's like, you could have heard a pin drop. I just had him. That was so cool. And David said, Deirdre, they were literally people, I could see them literally leaning forward in their seats and they stayed with me the entire time. You know, the first time around when you get that kind of response, it's probably a real rush. It's a real rush. And once you realize you created it and that you can do this over and over again, you are not, no pun intended. Well, I guess pun intended, you are hooked. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Now, is this the only way to open? No, as I mentioned, there, there's a multitude of ways to open with a bang and you can be creative and the more skilled you get as a presenter, you can try other things. I'll give you my other, my other three go-to ways. Um, You could open with a quote. You could open with an interesting statement. And or you can open with a story. Now, I don't recommend you open with a story unless you've been trained in business storytelling because business storytelling is a, it's an animal of its own. And what most people do who haven't been trained is they tend to ramble and not make a clear point. And thus it's not going to be the most powerful opening. But if you've been trained, then have at it with the storytelling. Should it be succinct though? Yes. Here's the paradox with storytelling, especially in business. The the, the paradox is you have to make that emotional connection. Mm -hmm. You have to make it compelling. And yet you have to do it in as few words as possible. Right. Right. So when I'm training my clients on business storytelling, and there's three different storytelling types that we train on, there's there's formulas and frameworks that they follow so that they can hit all of those those notes, if you will. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like putting together your proposal for your girlfriend. Yes, exactly. I want you to listen to me and be mine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So now, uh, walk us through how to open a live talk. And then again, we've got that virtual thing that's still out there. Yes, yes. Okay. So let's say you're doing a live presentation. Here's how this would work. So Patrice, let's pretend I'm speaking at your event. Mm-hmm. You are my host. You are introducing me. So you're on the stage introducing me. I am off in the wings waiting. People can see me, but I'm usually waiting there to walk up the stairs and you're going to walk off. You introduce me. You start walking off. I start walking 
up, we pass each other. I look at you and I say thank you directly to you. Mm -hmm. I do not thank you from the stage Uh, in front of the audience. Okay. 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 So I say thank you to you. I get on stage. I take my place wherever that is appropriate for your presentation. It might be in the middle. It might be off to the side. Just depends on what your content is. Take your, you know, your spot, take a breath, look at the audience, and then deliver your opening bang. If I were to do this presentation today with that question and we were live, you would have introduced me. We would have passed each other. I would have said thank you to you. I would have taken my spot. And then I would have said, you know, would you agree that people today are bombarded with messages and information? Exactly. Because if you are saying thank you to me, you're taking the attention away from the audience that you want to hook. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a, again, I've just wasted like, mm, thank you. Two seconds, one to two seconds of my five to 30 saying thank you. Okay. Okay. So now let's pretend it's a virtual. There's one thing that's a little different for virtual. So let's pretend it's a virtual. Let's say again, you're a company, you've hired me to do a virtual presentation for your group and you introduce me. Mm -hmm. So what you will do as the, as the host is you will, you will say, welcome to the crazy good virtual meetings. And then you would do the introduction that I gave you for me. And then you would turn it over to me. And in that scenario, then I would do the same exact thing as I would do live in that scenario. I actually would say thank you to you because it's kind of weird for me not to, there's still some social norms and because you can't see me and they can't see me. Thank you. I do want to say it verbally. So I would say, thank you, Patrice. And then without, without anything else, I would go into my opening question. Okay. Okay. Got it. Now let's pretend because a lot of our listeners might be hosting their own virtual meetings or their own webinars and no one is introducing them. In that case, what you want to do is as soon as you're broadcasting, you would want to tell people where they are. So in a live presentation, Patrice, you don't have to tell people where they are. They've walked in the room. Mm -hmm. They know what presentation they're in. In a virtual one, it's nice to orient people to the presentation. If it were me and was my own, I would say, welcome to how to host crazy good virtual meetings. Would you agree that most people today are just bombarded by messages and information. If so, you're not alone. And then if I needed to, I would introduce myself and then I would get back into my content. Got it. But I would not take the first few seconds to introduce myself, do announcements, blah, blah, blah. I would welcome them, tell them where they are, do my opening bang, and then step out of the bang if I need to, to introduce myself and step back into my content. Got it. Makes sense? Absolute sense. Yep. Right. Deirdre, talking offline, you told me this was the one strategy that really helped with your confidence. Tell me about that. Oh, absolutely. I don't know where I'd be without this strategy of opening with a bang. Uh, Patrice, if you, if you listen to episode two, you'll learn that I was a terrified presenter. Learning this strategy of opening with a bang and having that question in particular is basically the only thing that allowed me to get up there those first few times and not, not puke, <laughs> quite honestly. I won't say that it gave me confidence because I didn't have confidence for quite a while, but it gave me the courage boost 
that I needed in order to be able to get up there and do it. And then once I saw that people responded well, that's when that, that confidence started breeding. If, if you, especially if you're a newer presenter or you're not newer, but you're still really scared, I implore you to try this strategy. And if you're someone who's already at the top of your game or you're really, really good already, um, like my clients, Ross and David, please, please use this because you're going to be amazed at how much better you will be doing this. And if you're like my clients, Gary and Todd, who want to bring in more clients when you speak, set more appointments, sell more books, whatever it is you're offering, this is one of the things that will help you get there. Deirdre, what's the action step for today's episode? So the action step for today's episode is to come up with a question for a future presentation. And if you don't have something come up, you know, coming up soon in the, you know, say the next couple of weeks, then go back to a past presentation and just rework your content so that you can actually open with a bang, start practicing, phrasing these types of questions. And the other thing is maybe you don't have any presentations coming up or you're, again, you're new and you don't even have a presentation you've done. Start doing this with social media media posts. Start trying different places where you can open with a question. You'll be amazed at how much more engaged your listeners are. And speaking of social media, where can people reach you? The best place is LinkedIn. You can reach me on all the platforms, but I like to hang out on LinkedIn. So that's, that's the quickest, fastest, best place to reach me is on LinkedIn. And you can cut through the noise in person and virtually using Deirdre's techniques. Learn more of them in her podcast, Crazy Good Talks. All you have to do is subscribe with the subscribe button on this page. And you can also share. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.